Welcome to the Mosaic Church Podcast, where we share with you the message of hope and love that lies at the core of the Christian faith. Our weekly sermons delve into the teachings of the Bible and how they can impact our daily lives, inspiring us to journey together towards a deeper understanding of God's infinite love. Join our community of believers as we embrace the power of faith and embark on a transformative spiritual journey. Mosaic Church in Mableton, Georgia exists to lead people to an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ to help them change the world. Now, please enjoy this message from Pastor Broderick Santiago, lead pastor of Mosaic Church. So thank you all for joining us uh, at Mosaic Church, where our mission is to reach people that are far from Christ, teach them the authentic word of God, serve our local community, and to love like Jesus loves. That's what we're all about at Mosaic Church. Why? Because that's what Jesus was all about. It's about loving all people, regardless of their background or where they're from. I know that these times are still trying. I know that these times that we're in, for many of us, are are still uncertain. But I just want to encourage you today that God is still God. Uh, The situation and circumstances around us may change, but guess what? His grace is sufficient and it never does change. So I hope that that blesses you this morning. I'm, I'm excited about what's going on. That's why I'm calling this a home church revival because all over America and other parts of the world, people are gathering just like you and I are gathering today. I know just like you, I would rather be in person. I would rather be there with you. I'm an extrovert. So not being able to hug your neck and not being able to, to see you and just talk with you and just hear your stories. Yeah, that's tough for me. But because of this situation that we're in, there is a global revival happening and it's happening at homes. Here's what's so amazing about that. That's the same way the church started in the very beginning. Small groups of people gathering together, listening and devoting themselves to the apostles teaching. That's the same way it all started. And that's happening for us right now. So even in the midst of this, there's still jubilation in the midst of this. We can still praise God. We can still shout to God and thank him for his faithfulness, because in all of this, we still get to see the gospel of Jesus spread on a global level. Amen. Listen, I have a message for you I want to share with you in a brand new series that we're starting today entitled Peaks and Valleys. And so I just want to say this, as long as you're living on this side of earth, within your lifespan, every single one of us, I promise you, will at some point in our lives experience both peaks and valleys. Uh, Peaks represent high points in our life. Valleys represent low points in our life. But today I'm going to challenge your thinking. Today I'm going to renew your mind about both peaks and valleys. And so for these next couple of weeks, this is what we're going to be talking about. Also, before I get into the message, I want to encourage you, if you do not have our app, Go on ahead to, to wherever you get your app store, to your app store and download our app. That is going to be a crucial tool for you to have during this season to stay in touch and be in contact with us to know all that's going on. Additionally, another way you can stay in contact with us is uh, by going on our following us and liking us on our Facebook page, which is Mosaic Mableton. Very easy to find. Just type Mosaic Mableton on either Instagram or Facebook, and that's how you can follow us as well. Just so you know, every morning, Monday through Saturday, we're doing prayer calls. 
Well, actually, scratch that. No longer are we doing the call because the call line has been just a little bit jaggy there. Uh, But we are doing Facebook live prayer as well as Instagram live prayer. So you want to be on there. Now, I normally stream from my personal, my personal account. So uh, if you follow me on IG or if you don't, here's your chance to follow me. It's Broderick Santiago on IG. And for uh, Facebook, it's Brody, B-R-O-D-Y Santiago uh, is how you follow me on Facebook. All right. Let me do a short prayer. And then I want to jump right into this word. Father God, I pray that in this moment that the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart are pure and acceptable unto you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I decrease so that you may increase, O God. Let me speak the entire volume of the Bible and make it applicable to somebody's life today. I pray that the scriptures that we share today uh, will really bless somebody, encourage them, and, and allow them, O God, to live a life of courage, a life of faith, a life of peace, knowing that you are still in control that we can take heart because whatever fate we face on the world, you've already overcome. So we thank you. We honor you. We love you. Bless our short time together. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Well, my brothers and sisters, peaks and valleys. I can imagine right now that as I am sharing this message, many of you can very quickly, very quickly identify the valley moments of your life. Uh, as, a, as a matter of fact, some of us will say where we are right now, this crisis that we're in, in this nation, this crisis that we are currently in, in the world uh, would be considered a valley moment. But I want to challenge your thinking. I want to challenge your thinking on that because this could also be a moment where we're actually on the mountain. Now, now we could be on the mountain, but not hit the peak. The peak of the mountain represents a high point. Uh, Sometimes the peak represents the highest point on the mountain. I'll also say this. uh, Mountains, here you go, have several peaks. One mountain can have more than one peak. Okay, and that would be considered what we call a mountain range. And, And in between each peak, we find valleys, some valleys deeper than others, some not so deep. But between each peak is a valley. That sort of represents our life, right? It, it, it's, it's just like uh, you ever watch your pulse on a screen? Bump, 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 bump. The bump is at the peak, bump at the lower part, bump, bump. It's like the same type of situation that we find ourselves in. We peak, then we hit valleys, right? And, and to get to the top or the peak of a mountain, we can only get there two ways. Either we intentionally decide to climb up the mountain, meaning with our own effort, And other ways that we end up on a mountain, watch this, is because someone pushed us or circumstances pushed us on a mountain. So there are several ways that we we, we get on a mountain. I will tell you this, within your lifespan, every single one of us, under the sound of my voice this morning, we will experience both peaks and valleys. And if you haven't experienced those yet, just keep on living. (laughs) Just keep on living. You will experience both peaks and valleys. Mountains can can have several peaks, as I said, and some can have many valleys between each peak. Mountains in all of their beauty, in all of their mystique and all of their splendor, they provide for us. Watch this fresh water. In case you didn't know that in all of the majesty and the mystique and the beauty and wonder of of, of the mountains. If you've ever gone come close to a mountain, you can see just how beautiful they are. 
They're just so majestic and so mystic and so so beautiful. But but many of us fail to realize that they provide actually things that you and I use every day. They provide water. They provide fresh water. Matter of fact, mountains are the greatest source of fresh water provision in the world. They provide vegetation. They provide, watch this, energy. Mountains provide energy. Half, more than half, of the world's population benefit from the resources of mountains. I just, I just schooled you. That's free. I took you back to, to geography and all of that stuff right there for you. But biblically speaking, mountains have served other purposes. You know, Old Testament and New, there's constant conversation about mountains. Now, I often say this. If you've been to church at Mosaic Church anytime, I say this. I believe everything about this book from the index to what? To the maps. You've all heard me say that. If you're from Mosaic Church, some of y'all just said that in concert with me. But when we look at the maps, guess what we see? A whole bunch of mountains. Mountains played a significant, a significant part of the storyline in the Bible. Mountains play a significant part when we look at even where my address is, which I won't say on here. Uh, a, a certain mountain is where uh, uh, people in the Bible worshipped. We read about Mount Sinai. We read about we hear about all of the different mountains that were represented in the Bible. Mountains served a very important purpose even in the Bible. I'll say it this way. Uh, it was on Mount Sinai where Moses received instruction from God. Here it is for the Ten Commandments. He was on the mountain when God revealed himself to him. Uh, it, was, it was on a mountain that Noah's ark landed when the floods receded. Mount Ararat. It was on the mountain. The Bible tells us, watch this, meet me in the Bible here. We can go right there to Genesis chapter 8, verse 3 through 5. So the flood waters gradually receded from the earth after 150 days. Exactly five months from the month the flood began, the boat came to rest on the mountains of Arawat. Two and a half months later, as the waters continued to go down, check this out, other mountain peaks began to rise. Mountains play a very important role in the Bible. And watch this. And it was on a mountain that the greatest sermon ever preached by the greatest man who've ever lived happened. It was on a mountain that Jesus composed this wonderful sermon that helped you and I learn how to live a life as Christians. And it's the Sermon on the Mount that we find in Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 5, all the way through chapter 7, where Jesus preached the greatest sermon ever heard in mankind, presented by the greatest men to ever live with mankind. And, and, and I want to use, for our short time together, the Sermon on the Mount as my foundation for helping you navigate peaks or moments when you're on the mountain. I want to change your thinking about the goodness of a mountain because right now many of us will say we're facing a mountain and this mountain is called Mount Crisis or Mount COVID-19 
or Mount Corona, whatever you want to call it. And I would say, no, we're not facing this crap. We're not facing this mountain. This mountain is not an obstruction in our way to greatness. No, this mountain we will stand on, watch this, and find greatness and be reconnected with greatness. Can I tell y'all? On this mountain, so many wonderful things are happening. On this mountain, millions of people are praying together. And, and it's not just within this country. This is a global thing. So millions of people are praying together. Millions of people are all on one accord. Watch this. Not Even people that are not Christians are looking to a source that is higher than their own. Even those who are not Christians. Because Man, I think most of us understand that man does not have the capacity to resolve this issue. We may have the intellect. We may have the intelligence. We may even have the money. But money ain't going to solve this issue. Only God can. And that's why many people, millions of them all across the world are gathered together to seek a source greater than man, to seek a source greater than themselves. And that source is Jesus Christ alone. Now, let me share with you what happened here. Here are just a few thoughts about mountains and about mountain peaks. A few thoughts I want to share with you. Number one, if you're taking notes, this is a good time to do that. Number one, the first thing I want to share with you is. We either earn our way up the mountain, meaning by climbing, okay? We choose to climb a mountain or we are forced up the mountain by circumstances in life. Catch what I just said. We earn our way, meaning we choose to climb a mountain and many people do that or we're forced up the mountain by life and circumstances. There was a time in my life, my brothers and sisters, before I, I uh, you know, started cycling, which I absolutely love. I love cycling. I get excited about it. Prior to me cycling, what I did for endurance and what I did uh, to kind of clear my mind, I would hike up uh, a, a local mountain here in Georgia called Kennesaw Mountain. Now, when I look at Kennesaw Mountain, it's more of a fancy hill, but it's considered a mountain. It's only about 2.5 miles uh, up and about the same thing going down. It's not rigid. As a matter of fact, you can go up it smooth. Some of you, if you are in Georgia, some of you all climb what we call Stone Mountain, uh, uh, a mountain made out of stone. Those are mountains. And oftentimes, uh, many of us climb to the top of these mountains and we get up there and it's a time of praise and we're higher than everybody else. We can look and see the entire uh, area that we're in. We can look and, and we can see uh, those who are, 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 you know, coming up the mountain. Right. We can we can see so much from the mountain. But oftentimes what I would do when I would get to the top of the mountain, I would just sit on a rock and I would begin praising him. And sometimes I would hear others doing the same thing, praising God for just his his wonders, praising God for his consistency and his faithfulness. And right now, guess what? This is something that you and I, uh, what we could do right now as we are on this mountain this mountain COVID-19, this mountain of uncertainty, we can take the posture of Jesus. So many of us didn't, I won't say many of us, none of us chose this mountain. None of us chose this mountain. We were forced up this mountain by circumstances. And this mountain of circumstance is this disease, which has some uncertainty to it. But if you think about over your life, if you're, if you're at least 40 or older, this ain't the first mountain you've had to climb. This ain't the first thing that you faced in your life that was uncertain. 
I, I can imagine, and sitting with me even right now as I'm sharing this message with you, uh, I have a Vietnam vet here. No idea that they were going to have to go and fight a war that they shouldn't have been fighting in the first place, but he survived it. Right? That's a mountain. <laughs> That's a mountain called the battlefield, a real battlefield. That's a mountain called surviving out in the, 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 the wilderness. That's a, that's a mountain that, that he and many others had to face. That, this ain't the first mountain, if you're over 40, that you've had to face. And those who are under, just keep on living. There will be more mountains that we'll have to face of uncertainty. This isn't the first uh, global uh, issue we've had to face. We've had two world wars. That's a global issue. Okay? So this isn't the first mountain that we've been forced up. So let me tell you how Jesus did it. Watch this. I want you to uh, grab your Bible and meet me over in Matthew chapter 4. This is the, the, the chapter right before we, we go into the Sermon on the Mount. Check this out. Matthew chapter 4, verses 23 through 25. This is how Jesus ended up on this mountain and preached the best sermon ever known to man. Catch this. Jesus traveled through the region of Galilee teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. Y'all catch what I just said? Jesus was walking through Galilee. He healed every kind of disease and illness right there. I'm thinking about this disease and illness right there. I'm shouting on that news. Okay. Here's what happens. News about him spread as far as Syria and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick and whatever their sickness and disease or if they were demon possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them and he healed them all. Large crowds followed him wherever he went and people from Galilee the ten towns, Jerusalem, from all over Judea and from east of the Jordan River. They all followed him. They all were there. There were large crowds. And guess what? Because of his effectiveness in ministry, because of the work that he was doing in teaching and the work that he was doing in healing and the, the work that he was doing for those people who were less than, all of this forced these big crowds. And it was the big crowds that pushed Jesus to a point where, you know what? The crowd is too thick. He was forced up a mountain in essence. Now, the Bible doesn't say he was forced, but it was the size of the crowd that sent him up the mountain. Circumstances can cause you to go on the mountain and circumstances has put us on this mountain called COVID-19. But don't you fret, my brothers and sisters, because Jesus helps us when we're on the mountain, not by choice, but by circumstance. Oh, I feel like I'm about to preach right here. Catch this. When we are on the mountain, no matter how you got on the mountain, if we make it to the peak, there is help. So the first thing you need to know is we either we either earn our way up the mountain by climbing or we are forced on the mountain by circumstances. The Sermon on the Mount happened because of circumstances. Jesus being on the mountain happened because of circumstances. Okay? Number two, on the mountain, we discover just how blessed we are. How do I know that? Well, well let's, let, let's look at the first thing that happens. The first thing that happens, according to the Bible, we're going to go Matthew uh, chapter 5, starting with verse 1. One day... 
as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went on the mountainside. And guess what the first thing he did? He sat down. On this mountain that you and I are on, called COVID-19, right? Guess what? We're on a mountain. And guess what we get a chance to do if we haven't had a chance to do before? Sit down and rest. Somebody can say amen. Jesus is giving us the model of what we do on the mountains. The first thing he did, he climbed up there, he sat down. And you too, in this moment, can sit down. But guess what? While you're sitting there, Jesus will remind you. Watch this. He reminds us in the Beatitudes, number one, that we are blessed. On the mountain, we discover just how blessed we are, whether we are mourning, uh, patiently suffering, whether we are hungry, uh, even facing persecution from haters. You are blessed. He tells us that Matthew 5 verses 3 all the way down to uh, verse 12. He tells us that we are blessed on the mountain that we are on right now. I'm telling you, and this comes directly from Jesus, you are blessed. Whether you're mourning, whether you're suffering, whether you're hungry, whether you're being persecuted, you are blessed. Whether you're suffering patiently, you are blessed. Whatever your condition is, whatever it was that forced you on the mountain, guess what? You are still blessed. You're blessed. And that's not Pastor B. That's literally the gospel. <laughs> the Beatitudes. That's the message coming from one of the greatest sermons ever preached by the greatest man who ever lived. Number, number, number three, if you're taking notes, you got to catch me. I'm moving fast here. Number three, on the mountain, we learn how to truly pray and fast. It was on the mountain, my brothers and sisters, in case you don't know it, where Jesus taught the disciples how to pray. Now, now listen, on the mountain and during the Sermon on the Mount, he taught them so many things. He taught them about the law. He, he explained the law in detail. He explained how we should operate within our marriages. He, he explained divorce and he explained so many other things. But he also taught in just two short chapters in this Sermon on the Mount that he was on by, by, by circumstances. Guess what? He taught the disciples something very important that applies to you and I that on the mountain we learn how to pray and I guarantee those who are listening and watching under the sound of my voice you've prayed like you've never prayed before you've prayed a way that you've never heard yourself pray you've prayed more than you've ever prayed in your life before why because just like Jesus was teaching disciples on the mountain how to pray while you're on this mountain called COVID-19 you learn how to pray somebody can say amen men this morning on the mountain we learn how to pray on the mountain we learn how to fast meaning deny ourselves something and traditionally in the bible we denied ourselves food or any good thing right and so here we are denying ourselves what physical contact we are fasting physical contact by force but it is necessary on the mountain, we learn to pray. On the mountain, we learn to fast. In the same way, it was on the mountain that Jesus taught his disciples what is commonly known as the Lord's Prayer. It was on the mountain where Jesus in chapter 7 tells them to ask for anything. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. That our Father will provide every good thing to us. It was on the mountain that we discovered it. And we're on this mountain now and you and I are discovering it right now. Some Somebody shout hallelujah on this thing today. Come on now. I feel your presence here. Here's my final point. I've got to wrap it up here. I'm getting too excited. 
the producers pointing a finger at me right now behind the camera. Glory to God. Number four, on the mountain, guess what? We learn how to handle anxiety. Come on real quick. Come on real quick. I only got about five minutes here. Come on real quick and meet me over in the Matthew chapter six, verses 25 through 34. Watch this. So we, so here's what we learn on the mountain. We're either forced up there or we choose to go up there. The second thing we learn is that on the mountain, we discover just how blessed we are. According to the Beatitudes on the mountain, check this out. We also learn how to pray and we learn how to fast. And many of us are learning that right now in our personal life. And number four, on the mountain, we learn how to handle anxiety, and some of y'all are experiencing it right now. Watch this Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 34. That is why I tell you, this is Jesus talking to the disciples. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food? And your body more than clothing? I mean, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food uh, 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 in barns, for the Heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment into your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field. Nothing is more beautiful and how they grow the way they don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. But why do you have so little faith? I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there because that's what he's saying here. He said to deal with your anxiety, just look around. If God provides for the birds, if God provides for these insects that you and I are frustrated with in this season, that, that are, are, are making all of this pollen <laughs> uh, 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 just, you know, cover our vehicles, right? If God provides for all of other nature that doesn't plant, that doesn't harvest, that doesn't do any of the things that you and I have to do with our hands, don't you think that he loves us even more than them that he would provide for us? And Jesus gives us the exclamation point to this statement. He says we have little faith. Having little faith is what causes us to worry. Having little faith is what causes us to have anxiety. But we just got to look around sometimes and pause and say, you know, if God took care of these things, like the birds, like the lilies in the field, like the grass, like the trees whose leaves uh, uh, fall every fall, why, can't he t- why wouldn't he do that for us? So I'm going to close with this and then we're done. Psalm 72, 3. Let this be the final thing that rests in your spirit. Here's my encouragement to you. May the mountains yield prosperity for you, for all. And may the hills be fruitful. That word prosperity in Hebrew is translated, may the mountains bring you peace. And so I'm praying that this mountain that we're on and this message that I've shared from the greatest sermon ever shared from the Sermon on the Mount by Jesus Christ, I pray that the mountain that we're on actually bring you peace. Amen. Amen. Listen, I don't know where you are in your walk today, but I would be remiss if I ended and not extend an invitation for you to know Christ, the one who we talk about, the one who is the answer, the one who went on the mountain for you and I, who hung up on a cross on a mountain. 
Listen, if you don't know Christ, I want you and you want, or if you want to rededicate your life to Christ, will you do me a favor as a posture of surrender? Just lift your hands in the air. Just lift your hands in the air right now as a posture of surrender. And I want to pray. God, I pray for every hand lifted up as a posture of surrender saying, I've done the best I can with what I can. I need intercession right now. God, I confess that I'm a sinner in need of your grace. God, accept me back into relationship with you. I want, to, I want you to be Lord over my life today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've prayed that prayer, welcome to the family. Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that Pastor B said something that moves you closer to Jesus. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, we would like to invite you to follow us on social media at Mosaic Mableton and visit us on our website at wearemosaicchurch.org. You can learn more information about our church, ways to support our ministry through financial donations, stay updated on upcoming events, and find resources to support your spiritual journey. We would be delighted to welcome you in person on Sunday mornings to worship and connect with others. Our doors are always open to those seeking a place to grow and explore their faith. Thanks for tuning in and may God bless you on your spiritual journey.